0: oh good morning good morning good morning we were just chatting about jack dorsey elon musk blue sky (laughs) so you did sign up though for blue sky two weeks ago
1: yeah i signed up for blue sky i think it was two weeks ago i had heard that dorsey was building you know kind of not in the open and that he had been building something different and i assumed and i believe we discussed this on tuesday that it was just kind of going to be I assume he was going to take the best of Twitter, um, leave off the not great things about Twitter that I'm sure he just couldn't change from a CEO position. Yeah. And then sprinkle on some kind of a crypto native, crypto nativity. And I don't know, I'm sure if that's the right word. Um, no, crypto native, nativity, is it not right? Crypto, crypto native application there where everyone would have a wallet or it'd be tied into something bigger because i think he sees the value and like jack Dorsey is a big bitcoin maxi he's one of those people who thinks you know as i do too that like when you can have hold your own economic energy which is bitcoin that's just one example that that's a super super powerful it's a super powerful thing especially in a world where so many people are unbanked and You know, uh, there's still a lot of parts of the world where even in the United States where, yeah, people are banked, but they're getting taken advantage of, you know, because they have high interest rates or they're taking payday loans or whatever it is. Mm And they're taking all these things through the financial, the current financial system. So I think he's like, when people can own their own thing, that's outside of a government, that's outside of the state, that's outside of uh, the uh, current authority structure. That's a really powerful thing. Let's give people the keys to their future, whatever that looks like. And on the wallet you could also hold tokens you could be part of communities that's how you're going to engage that's how you're going to social signal in the future i am yeah. a huge believer that in the future you're going to walk in for a resume and right now they're like if you're getting into tech or whatever it is they're like hey send us your github well in the future i totally think it's going to be hey let us see your open or let us see your metamask or, let us see your blue sky profile it will tell yeah. us who you're engaging with uh, it'll tell us uh, the communities you believe in, because in yeah. the future you're going to have NFTs for everything. Even communities that you're a part of now, you don't even need to pay for them. You're just going to get, uh, you know, PoAP tokens, right? So proof of attendance, you know, proof of attendance tokens. So oh, interesting.
0: Yeah, you know. So I envisioned, and and for those who who are just piping in, we were discussing the other day about how every social media network, uh, Jarrett was saying every social media network will have its own wallet, and I came against that pretty hard. But but I correct myself because I, I was looking at Blue Sky. Blue Sky is basically, if you go to the website, which we put in the comments here down below, mm-hmm. um, it, it, it links to and says that they're actually working on what's known as the AT or the AT protocol. I don't know what that stands for at the moment, but I'll find out. And... I believe this is heading the direction from a social media network. I think Jack Dorsey could not stand the dependence on advertisers. And to be specific about what you're saying, Mm -hmm. how do you give individuals the keys in our day and age, the keys to what attention, what the BAT, the brave uh, attention token was actually very far ahead of its time doing reversing the script that's saying, if you turned on ads, you should get dripped tokens, uh, because the advertisers are paying for your attention, you should be awarded the BAT token, the, a basic attention token or the, or the Brave Browser attention token. I think that model was there, but I don't think it was robust enough um, because it was limited to the browser. I think what Jack Dorsey has done is I think he left uh, Twitter because he realized this thing is gargantuan and it's dependent on inflammatory um, uh, dialogues or ideologues and on the consumer side, and then on the business side, advertisers, as every social network is. So when you talk about handing the keys to people, you're saying they need to be in control of their privacy, but it's not about as much privacy as who benefits from your info. And to flipping the script, and I think the AT protocol is delivering on what the Soul token promises or desires to promise. And we'll be able to take with interoperability the grant avatar won't even just be an avatar. I'll be able to dress a certain way. But under the hood is my, my sexual preferences, my political preferences, my economic preferences, my hell, my financials, like what class am I in, what tax bracket, all of that information will be tied to it. And then when I log into, say, for example, Twitter will have a wallet, but its wallet will simply have API hooks that you can toggle on and off. You might have a thousand data points for your own AT protocol, your own Soul token that you can just toggle on and off. Twitter will serve up and say, we've got these 10 that our advertisers are interested in. Would you be willing to turn that data on for advertisers? And there will be a tokenization, I think. And I think every social media platform will be looking at that model. So that's what I think Blue Sky is all about. But question, um, do you know if Dorsey stayed on with Square or The Block?
1: Yeah, I mean he should still be with Block, as it, far as I know. Yeah, and 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 I before before we we dive maybe into Dorsey, maybe what we think his intentions are. I love what you said there. You said basically Twitter thrives off two things, which I think is accurate for almost all the way all social media. At least the way it's set up. Maybe you could argue that like TikTok isn't, but it thrives on advertising and it thrives on basically. You said inflammatory comments, but basically clickbait, right? If I yeah, going on and saying things that are going to, you know, spur up conversations, spur up basically spur up emotions, which will be responded to in kind with comments or posts or extra tweets or retweets or, you know, reshares or whatever the platform is. There's probably a way to share or comment and kind of keep a conversation going in the direction that it was going. Stop it in the direction it was going and say, this is wrong because and I do think that there's got to be a better way than basically having a house party that's corporate sponsored where you want to go in and say the thing that's most hateful. So that way more people come, um, you know, do you J. drive Barnum. more traffic? Yeah, yeah, go ahead. Go yeah. J.T. Barnum is famous in saying, you know, nothing draws a crowd like a crowd. Uh, and that is really how social media is set up now. And I just think the future of social media is probably more like nothing draws a crowd like a crowd, but not everyone can see what's happening in that crowd, because they're going to be kind of broken up into different little communities. Now you can make an argument that that's already how social media works, because the algorithm isn't going to show me, for example, tennis. I actually think tennis is one of my favorite sports to watch, admittedly, but it's really? not what I search for. It's not what I engage in. So it's not going to just send me that unless I started to like look for tennis. Um, it has me pretty much on a diet of soccer and crypto, which is kind of cool. So, um, so in some ways, I am siloed. But in the future, I think you'll be totally siloed because you'll actually be broken up into tokenized back communities. And, and I do think Poaps or you know proof of attendance protocols are going to be huge because then maybe every single time you watch, not crypto bros on YouTube, and you have you have, uh, and you have our NFT, and that goes into the Google Chrome browser. Every single time you watch, you get another proof of attendance protocol token that's just airdropped into your wallet, something like that. And I love what you're saying about, hey, you're going to get to choose what the world sees because maybe you want to tell the world that you're in Indiana. Maybe that has some value. Maybe you turn that off, though, and then you go back and you're actually living out of Austin. Um, You turn it off. You just that's not a part of where you are. But then you go to Miami for vacation. And then you turn it on because you want to see what's going on. You turn it on you, and then you, you even put in show me nightlife, show me restaurants, and you ask it to give you stuff on your terms and meet you where you are. That's fascinating. That would reshape the way we've kind of done it um, because time. then you're flipping the model of the advertising. And then I think there's a way to also cut down the vitriol. You know, We know that uh, things that are not factual on the internet are six times more likely to move around due to the fact that people are going to latch onto them, argue about it or push it forward. And we're living in a time right now in the United States where conspiracy theories <laughs> are a huge undercurrent of political, uh, you know, political conversations. And I don't want to dive too much into politics because I think we should really focus on Elon and stuff like that. But there, <laughs> there's a, there's a, there's a different understanding around what is truth and what is fact and what has yeah. happened. And, When that starts to happen, I think it actually starts to break down the fabric because if you and I can't agree that gravity exists for us to have a conversation, it becomes really difficult for us to find a reference point to move forward. Yeah. um, Yes. But before we logged on here, you had said that you and Marissa had a conversation last night about Elon. (laughs) And I'm saying conversation. I don't want to say discussion, fight, uh, you know, (laughs) but- Can you give us some insight into into what's going on there and maybe start to share some of your (laughs) opinions on the takeover of the man?
0: (laughs) Yeah, yeah. So what I I said was this Elon taking over Twitter led to an argument with me and Marissa. And the argument wasn't, the argument was about um, should influencers and billionaires be held more responsible than the average person and there's J- there's jay what's up man
2: <laughs> oh he's got the sheepest grin he knows i wasn't even asleep i was just lying down i promise you oh like i completely lost track of. i time.
1: wasn't even asleep i was just lying down that's why i'm eight minutes late that sounds like something you would use in like fifth grade when you were late to school
2: promises awesome. <laughs> was
0: so so this argument that we got into was, uh, and, and Allison says unequivocally, yes. And that was Marissa's position. And, uh, for, and, and we, were, we were dancing between the example of Elon and Trump. We, we try to make this not a political show, so I won't go into that model. But with Elon, I said, um, so let's say he, the fear is, is that people with this level of influence are sitting on the toilet and without thinking about others, sitting on the toilet, Writes a tweet and it affects whole economies. Dogecoin to the moon and then Dogecoin soars. And, or uh, I'm getting rid of Doge, Dogecoin and I'm only using Bitcoin and Bitcoin tanks and then, or Bitcoin takes off. And then he says, we're not using Bitcoin uh, on Teslas and it, and it tanks. And it's like, well, there are laws. And so my position was there's a, if you get rid of all the billionaires, I believe it's a human dynamic to have extremely influential influence centered on individuals i think it's just part of human dynamics i think that we we need we reward society rewards efficient people and and it always has even before industrial era it always awarded the ability to uh organize labor organize resources and that creates and speeds up entropy we get to a technological revolution or religious evolution or you know, uh, something to the effect that it benefits a large volume of people, that person or that small group of people gets rewarded. But at some point the people revolt and say, you're controlling us. And it's like, you forget that you put me here. And this is what I believe. Like we've rewarded Elon for originally XPAY, then PayPal. We rewarded him for what he's done with SpaceX through the means of government contracts. And then we rewarded him at first for but working human nature and going, I'm gonna do Tesla's for celebrities first and foremost. And so he got and garnered all of these rewards. And now that he's a hundred billionaire, we're gonna complain and restrict his use. Now to Allison's point, I think most humans would say unequivocally, yes. That's how it goes. There's Jessica tagging her husband there, Miguel. And, uh, and I teeter and I go, I don't know. It's not that, and, and the argument between me and Marissa about some of these mega billionaires is I always seem to be defending or crawling up these guys' butt and be fans. And they're, they're unblameable is, is the accusation I get. And I said, that's not the case. I just don't think they need to be held to a higher standard than the average person. Because here's the thing. I don't know how to talk about this without talking about January 6th. I won't take a political side, but I'll talk about a mechanism, okay? January 6th, everyone saw and my argument was should someone like trump be held more accountable or should the person willing to march and carry guns and beat up police officers in washington dc be held more accountable i contend that the person who actually goes down and injures someone should be the first person to be held accountable and i'm grateful that the fbi is doing its thing and 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 putting people away but, but regardless of the political side of that mechanistically only then do I think we should go to someone who incited the thing. But should they be held more accountable? No, they should just be held accountable. And so I don't believe they get a pass at that level, like Elon tweeting about Dogecoin or Bitcoin. I don't believe they get a pass for SEC law violation, but I don't think there's like more accountability. There's just accountability. And so if that's the case, it's not that these people can do no wrong to me, but Marissa's point, and this is a valid point, which I agree with, she said, I don't think that they're inherently evil people, inherently manipulative, inherently wrong. I believe they're inherently a risk to society. So that's what the argument was about, and I'm sure there's a lot to unpack there. Go ahead, Jared. What do you think? <laughs> yeah, okay. So I, I actually,
1: I don't know if Marissa listens to Not Crypto Bros, but she should listen to this episode because I got her back. Uh, first of all, appreciate I appreciate think- that. Well, I think when you talk about January 6th, it's a really tough one because Trump doesn't have a billionaire hat on there. He has the president of the United States hat. on Influence. And he yeah. was still the president. Yeah. So that's a different argument than if Elon were to go out and say, hey, let's all ride against the Capitol. That's a completely sure. different conversation. Mm-hmm. And I also think it becomes really difficult to say that you can only, you know, you want to hold the person who stormed January 6th just as accountable as Donald Trump. Let's just say Donald Trump, the billionaire, not even Donald Trump. The, the president uh the president he really gets held accountable because there's the president but if he's the billionaire i i think it's like a lot less <laughs> to be sure, honest because i, just, I think agree he's just saying go right. do these things but at some point the argument you're making there we have you know global civil civilization defining case study of hitler you know sure the ss were just carrying out what uh heinrich himmler wanted which is what vis-a-vis what hitler wanted um, and so you can't, you can't be like, well, we can't like not, you know, Hitler didn't kill a lot of people, millions of people with his own hand. He yeah. had other people, you know, create structure and rank to do that through Heinrich Himmler through the SS, through other mechanisms. But in the end, we still hold him. No one really talks about the, a lot of historians don't bring up Heinrich Himmler Most people would say Nazis, Hitler nazis bad so i think it's a really difficult thing for you to say that just because of if you want to use the nazi and the hitler example that we have in world war ii the other thing is i just go back to like what happens in spider-man where peter's grandfather's like dude with more power comes more responsibility and so i do think as your platform grows you have more responsibility what is responsibility it's the ability to respond So if Trump doesn't get up on the stage and really push for that, if the weeks before he didn't say come basically on January 6th, something's going to happen and really push people in the back channels of the internet to kind of really, you know, say, this is what our leader wants. I don't think that happens. Even in the day of, I think if he had gone to Twitter more, I mean, we, I don't want to dive into January six. I watch everything that has to do January six. I've done a podcast on it. You can go find my my very candid information on this. Search Wi-Fi and Water January six. You'll hear all my thoughts. Um, but I I do think as your platform grows, so should your responsibility. I don't think that that's a crazy thing to say, and I just it goes back to with more power comes more responsibility, which is literally the ability to respond. Um, and so, I think it's tough. And I think if we go to the, to the, the Elon example, I don't know what's going to happen since he's gotten hold basically of Twitter in the last 24, 36 hours, he's made some moves. Some people find them surprising. Other people are like, yeah, that was on the way. He fired the team and, uh, you know, the leader that was behind banning Trump, that was behind banning some of the other people that they've kicked off Twitter, um, and other people are like, oh, I can't believe he's already fired them. He's like, dude, that was the whole thing. He wanted to bring this back to a free speech platform, a place where no. you can share your opinion candidly and not worry about getting deplatformed." I think Elon is someone who's very much for we should all share our ideas and then see which ones float to the top. I do think, however, that's problematic because the data has shown us that hate is more likely to spread than someone sharing a puppy picture with love. And that, is, that gets to like the heart of like maybe the, where the conversation is. So, but Jay, what are you thinking about billionaires? Should they be held more accountable or less accountable than everyone else?
0: Or my position, the same. Or the same, sure.
2: Or oh, the same. Well, I, I'm hoping you, you all boys can still hear me. I'm having some issues with my equipment this morning. We can hear you. But yeah. But well, yeah, okay, cool, cool. Actually, it seems like it just all came back. But yeah, it, does, it feels like to me, like they should be held to more accountability, you know, but like based in our society. I mean, look, it, it but I, 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 I think maybe I started thinking about this when, when you did your Peter Parker quote, Jared. But, it, you know, like if you're a trained fighter, you can't just go out and fight with any random person. You know what I mean? And I think that the, the same thing applies for if you've been given a certain rank in society or if you've, uh, if you have some type of achievement, you know what I mean? Like, um, there are reasons why why, like certain people can't engage in in, in certain activities with certain other people. Like only accredited investors can invest in certain companies. Um, You know, adults don't usually mix with a whole bunch of younger children unless you're like a, a doctor or a teacher or a police officer, you got like some reason to be about around a bunch of young kids. Um, and, and for, for you know that like those rules in society work like that for reasons because we recognize that not all of us are at the same level and, and some of us trust people more than we maybe should and it's easy to be sort of taken advantage of. And if you're a billionaire, if if you control if, not even a billionaire, like in Elon Musk's case. Is it the richest person in the world or, or one of the richest persons in the world. If you control that much wealth, and we all understand that wealth is something that's super important to us. We've been thought, taught from a really young age that the wealthy people are the persons who uh, enable the economy to, to, to flourish and to continue and to flow. That may or may not be the case. You know, people, Some people say it's small businesses and not really the wealthy but if if you command that much stature and authority and and respect, like it really matters what you say and what you do, and you should definitely at least hold yourself to a higher um, to a higher standard. And then I, I at the same time I don't think it would be wrong if there were laws that held you to a higher standard, or at the same time uh, just gave some some protection for the people that you associated with so that they can uh, at least have some recourse if something goes wrong. I I see Marissa's loving the conversation.
1: Yeah, this is the the first time I see Marissa in the comments and I love it. Um, Interesting. Greg, Greg, can I build on what Jay's saying just a little bit? Yeah, yeah, please. And I'll throw you back to Mike. I love Jay's example of if you are a trained fighter, uh, if you are a certain amount of if you've gone a certain level in boxing then i remember growing up there was a kid who was like a junior boxer we were like 12 or 13 and he had to have his hands registered and this is back in the day when like in middle school where kids would fight behind the school to like show their ego and show their bravado and he could never be in it because he's like no like i could really like knock somebody out or you know if you hit someone in the face properly like you can crack an eye socket really quick and then they can lose an eye like these things happen a lot easier than i think most people understand And especially with martial arts, like, you know, so I love Jay's example, because that's just saying that person has more training, and that person has dedicated more time, and therefore their responsibility to society is different than other people. I just think that that's a really basic idea that I love, and I think, uh, Jay, great for bringing that up. But one of the things I think is and this may help uh, ease tensions in the NADU household after this, when uh, Marissa's like, Grant, I told you so. Maybe I should be a not crypto bro. Um, (laughs) Is that in society, we have an idea that like, and Jay said, it's more of a conditional thing. It's like, you should hold yourself to a higher standard, right? You should, when you have 10 million Instagram followers, not post things that are going to offend people, right? There's this idea. But when you do do that and you go outside of what people expect you to do or maybe what society, this is all in the social contract, right? This is not a legal thing. When you do things that are outside of your whatever that is for your platform, it really messes things up. And we have the case study for that as well because a lot of what Donald Trump did as a president was not illegal. It was just frowned upon for the office of the president. And so that's where the paradigm shifts when you're like, but he should do that. And he's like, do I have to legally? No, I don't have to do any of that. So I'm not going to do it. And it throws off the way society kind of works because we assume that people shouldn't do certain things. And that's just how we all get along. You know, if I'm, if we're all sitting in a diner, we would be respectful of those around us. We wouldn't be talking too loud. We wouldn't be like, you know, getting drunk, but if we were talking loud and getting drunk, or maybe if getting drunk might cross a line of legality. I'm not sure. But if we were just being really, really like jovial or something, we may actually ruin the the, 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 the atmosphere for the other patrons to a point where we get asked to leave. But none of it's illegal. And we could even argue that we could stay. So I just think when you start to do things that are outside the bounds of what society deems okay, whatever that may be, when you break the paradigm and it's not illegal, that is where you get into something that's really interesting and that's really hard to keep in check. And I think that that is so true with social media, because what's happened with Kanye West, and I'm going to bring up Kanye in the middle of this, what's happened with Kanye West in the last couple of weeks, he has lost billions of dollars because he's said all these things. He's been said anti-Semitic things. He's gone down some conspiracy you know, theories. He's, he's just not saying things that society agrees with, that jar society. And people are saying, Kanye, you have a platform. You know, We hold you to a higher level Therefore, you should do that. And he's like, no, I'm just speaking my mind. If this happens to offend you, I'm sorry. And I just think it shifts the paradigm. What we expect people to do and what they should do are obviously two different things. And that's called being mature and realizing humans are humans. But when it happens on a platform where you have 300 million Instagram followers or whatever it is, it really throws off the world. So I love that Jay saying he's talking about the more the conditionality and that that's we should you know we expect them to hold themselves to a certain level because of their platform. Because we who don't have a billion followers on social media, we hold ourselves to that level. So why can't they? And I think that that gets like really difficult. But Grant, I want to throw it back to you. We also have some great comments uh, aside from the best comment of one of the best comments I've ever seen here. That my ears are burning from
0: Marissa. So <laughs> she's in the other room, like. Where's this going to go? You know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and then Allison says, I agree. If those with wealth want to take a position of influence, then they must be held with a higher responsibility. And um, I-, I guess I-, I couldn't disagree more with all of you. And by that, I mean this. <laughs>
1: Dude, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, to I'm gonna hit up Marissa and be like, put that boy out on the street.
0: <laughs> what I mean is this higher responsibility. No, we hold ourselves responsible. The focus being my personal missional focus Mm -hmm. is I am responsible for my life, for my feelings and for every result I get. If I am a zombie that cannot differentiate between what a billionaire says on the toilet when they think something randomly, what Kanye shits in the morning for breakfast. If I cannot think beyond that I should get punished into an ignorance prison. We used to have debtor's prisons. I should be put in ignorance prison, which is technically what's happening with the guys who stormed the Capitol on January 6th. They're being put in an ignorance prison and they're going. Now imagine how dumb you have to feel when you're standing in court pleading uh, guilty. The, the del- I didn't know what I was doing. I was just following my president. I, I didn't know. And it's like, you look like a fucking goo. You, you are revealing, and here's, here's my point about Kanye. You think you may, I think you make a great, I think you make my point with Kanye. Okay. Kanye comes up and says asinine things. What I didn't notice is he, his entire following or the hip hop community suddenly go out and raid Jewish people. What happened was he got dropped, his sponsors dropped him. Because of a transparent society where free speech is allowed, dumbasses saying dumbass things get penalized. So he goes hat in hand to Adidas the next day and go, can we have a deal? Because I I lost billions in contracts. I look like a dumbass. I told Marissa, I I am all for Elon stepping into Twitter and allowing, I think I just saw Candace Owens post. Like like this morning, like I'm back people. And like, can I say that only women are able to give birth? Oh, and I'm like, oh my God, it begins. And this is Marissa's point, right? Like, this is Marissa's point that it's going to turn into a dumpster fire. And my my position is, is, yeah. And the market will speak. For example, when Twitter started to show itself as being maybe overly controlling of free speech, which I do think it showed its colors, and it started shutting down accounts. Now, I happen to agree with some of those shutdowns and not all, because I do think that they were like yelling fire in a movie theater when it came to Donald Trump. There There was, I think that was not necessarily wealth and, and, and influence as much as politics and influence. To me, that was a different, a different bucket. But for Elon to post something, he affects economies. And that's, that's technically true. But the point you made about this mechanism of, of higher responsibility, those are laws. Like For those who missed it, Elon's been taken to SEC court multiple times. And he's had to either defend himself or they've had to pay a fine because the mechanism already exists. It's not more responsible. It's as responsible per the laws he's violating. So if you go out and kill someone, it's not that you're being held more responsible than someone who's going in court for jaywalking. They're both being held to an equal responsibility. That's a reaction to the law. The penalties for that are varying, but you're being held as responsible for the violation. And so my point, my major point is what do we give energy to? Because the mechanism already exists or in your case of of having to register your hands, you made a very valid point on that. There's a legal process and either you violate it or you don't. So you're just being held to the same rule of law. That's the same responsibility. So I'm thinking that we need to impose higher laws against people with an influence of over what? 10 million followers, 100 million. Like what's the number? Someone pick a number and I'll go with it. Let's sign off on it, but let's make a law for that mechanism and move on because just like the Kanye example and just like the Donald Trump example, when they started putting Donald Trump away or or shut his account down or shut conservative accounts down, what did the conservative party do? They jumped over to rumble or
1: whatever. They they had Parler. They had rumble. They had a bunch of them. He had the truth network.
0: The market responded. And so my point is if now with a free speech network, where are we gonna draw the line on what is hate speech and what is not? I don't know, it could turn into a dumpster fire, but I think the market will naturally respond. And if we think it's like way too conservative or way too liberal, we'll move on. And so my point is, is it doesn't matter. Let's let the law do its thing. Let's have our representatives do their thing. Go ahead.
1: So, uh, Jay, if you want to hop in, you can let me know. But I think, Grant, the issue about talking about the law is -hmm. that the law is not equal for everyone. Mm -hmm. Depending on how much money you have and what kind of lawyer you can get, it's different. Depending upon your skin color, it's different. Depending upon the socioeconomic, all the things that play into it, it's different. In certain countries, depending upon your religion, it's different. Depending upon your gender, it's different. So that is an idea that is very, very flawed, in my opinion, um, because, and I can show you, I don't want to get into this, but like, you know, the things don't, they're they're not equal, right? Yes, people get behind bars for 20 years for doing nothing in this country, while people who kill people or rape people because they are of a certain skin color and have a certain wealth, nothing happens. once again, this is kind of US centric, but I think that this is true for the rest of the world, right? In some places, even in the developing world or the places I've spent in Guatemala, for example, where there's 90% impunity, you know, <laughs> these things don't really exist. So I don't think legal framework is really the best way to like make an argument here because the law is not equal for everyone. But I do think though, what you said is totally right. It should be the same. I'm not actually saying it should be higher. It just feels like it should be greater because for me, I'm tweeting. I'm not thinking about it, but I don't think. The person who has whatever platform should not be thinking about it, should not not be thinking about it, as frivolous as I am. And I also think Donald Trump is a very, very difficult one because yeah. Donald Trump was a president. Once he became yes. a president, it changed the game. He'll always be referred to as Mr. President moving forward. History yeah. will always show him as the 45th president of the United States, the most powerful country in the world. He's probably not the best example. A good example, someone to talk about, would be Alex Jones. Alex Jones got down. sued for up to a billion dollars. Mm-hmm. By the families in Connecticut, the 20 families that lost their three third and fourth graders to an automatic weapon back in twenty what 2011, um, that would probably be a little bit better example. Does yeah. Alex Jones need to hold himself to a, a higher level, a higher responsibility than you or I? Probably not, but he should hold ourselves to the same level because right. I don't think you or I are going out and saying, hey, that didn't happen. There were That's crisis right. actors. Your kids didn't die and getting people to believe that. So – I agree. I think yeah. it's the same level, but I yeah. think it seems like it's a higher level perce- potentially in perception because we're yeah. just asking them to do the same that we would do. And I think for people that have yeah. gained, like Jay said, all this wealth and power or in our, in our society, it's not even just like wealth. It's just having a platform. You know, I've constantly said that I'd rather have, you know, 1 million followers than $1 million because the yeah. 1 million followers are going to lead to $1 million eventually. Um, so they aren't more responsible, Marissa says, but they're responsible for more. Boom. There it is. If I get on Twitter and I'm Alex Jones and the, and, the end, and I'm like, oh, there were crisis actors at Sandy Hook, no one's going to listen to me, right? No. But if he gets on and he says it, people listen to him and then they start to act and then they yeah. show up. And I remember, I think this was the Parkland shooting in Florida, that there were people there who were there saying it didn't happen. It was fake. Yes. there were crisis yes. actors. Other people had to show up, and they had these wings, and they had to basically cover them to, 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 to like basically give respect to the families. I mean, it was incredible. Um, Roger Williams says, "Why didn't they sue the school or the shooters a billion
0: dollars instead of Alex? No freedom of speech. This is there's the, an answer. The, no, there's an answer to this. Okay, like, if, if you look at the case, <laughs> what Alex said, they and and I think they did sue." Um, Uh, the schools. And we need to look into that, but treating these as separate suing Alex for. So first off, the case was based on the fact that they had spent the last 10 years getting death threats. They've already lost their kids, but then they go to Publix and some denier is saying, you're causing Alex Jones issues, man. You're calling, you're out here with crisis actors. And so not only are they dealing with the grief of losing a child, but now they're going through actual physical trauma, death threats, life threats. They've been attacked. The families have been attacked because Alex Jones is wielding his influence. And so, but, but here's my point, And this was my only point to Marissa not that, these, not that people like Alex or not that people like Kanye need to be held at minimum accountable in the court of public opinion and decency. Remember, the law is is a reflection, albeit a flawed one, especially in America. It's a reflection of our desire for decency. But there's a delay. We never know that your Golden Gloves champion punching someone in the back of a street brawl could radically injure them because of the disparity between his hands and the average person's hands. We didn't know that that should happen. It happens the first time and it's tragic, but that's a human mechanism to then make a rule. And that law then remains. You have to register those things, I'm sorry. And you have to tell people what your situation is before you engage in a fight. Why? Because look at the damage. They had no clue what they were walking into. So there's a gap between the known and the unknown of how to hold these people accountable in the case of Elon going to Twitter. My point is in between what Roger's saying and Roger's obviously leaning on freedom of speech. Uh, Marissa asked me last night over drinks. The whole thing is is good to lost of freedom of speech is going that direction. I, I don't think so because he's taking over and he's making it freedom of speech. Marissa's simple point, and I think this is everyone's point is, it's not that like, We need to have a default of hate on billionaires or influencers. But Marissa's point, I think, is we need to have a default of skepticism of someone who wields extraordinary power. And there should be laws, there should be laws in place that just like uh, the boxer of, hey, these are the penalties if you don't warn a person. These are the penalties of if you shout fire in a theater, we didn't know we had to tell people, don't yell fire in a theater. People are going to die. We didn't know that, but then we learned. And so my whole point though is, is I I kind of lean in the area of freedom of speech because I think we have the first and foremost, the court of public opinion, you know, the sponsors dropping Kanye. Then we know now that we're going to have to start making rules about what a president can say and can not say through social media, regardless of regardless of freedom of speech. And if you look at the laws of freedom of speech on specifically uh, politicians at a certain level, they are limited. If you look at some of the Patriot Act and different little rules, there, there are different rules, but we don't know them until we encounter them, but we can't encounter them if we're going through life with guardrails. Yeah, if that makes Grant, sense. This is
1: yeah, this is a great. I mean, you, you 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 don't encounter your limit until you look for it, right? Yeah, and that's just kind of the way it is. And Jay, I do want you to chime in here because I feel like Grant and I are getting a little a little yeah, excited out of control.
0: About
1: <laughs> but I do think that this is a really really important conversation we're having having yeah. and I and, okay. having nice having, uh, and I want to bring this is back Bitcoin to Bitcoin business. Yeah, the happening, right? Something's on my mind. Uh, I do want to bring this back to Small Business Saturday because I think that this is very, very important. We started this conversation off talking about Elon taking over Twitter, and that has obviously gone one direction towards freedom of speech. So to bring it back to what Roger's saying, he'll say, you'll remember this. Remember, this will lead to the system of China where they will take over our digital freedom of speech. Now, I want to push back on this. This is not the government kicking candace owens off this is not the government kicking trump off this is not the government kicking alex jones this is one particular private company that has a very public facing network that decided that it wasn't best to have these people at the house party that's all this was this is not the government the government is the united states is still I mean, i would say most people are very much for freedom of speech they're you know huge proponents of it because it becomes a thing where if i tell you you can't say something That makes me feel good today. But what happens the day when you tell me I can't say something? Okay, now I'm going to re-examine the day I told you not to say something. And that is a slippery slope that eventually leads to censorship, which is what you're talking about, Roger. But I in no way think Twitter, YouTube, Facebook, deplatforming people is going to lead us to the China social credit system. I really push back on that. There's a difference between private companies and government. Now, I know in the United States, private companies do kind of tell the government what to do. So I have a flawed little argument there. But I do think there's a difference because the second that happened, as Grant said, then people went and they created Parlor, Truth, Rumble. They tried to create their own networks. We'll see what's going to happen with Elon, but maybe if we can come back. Yeah, please. Jay, I want to propose a question to you. When you see Elon coming back as basically the czar, for lack of a better term, CEO, ruler of, dictator of Twitter, what? What are your initial thoughts? Did you go towards freedom of speech? Did you go towards, oh, okay, we're going to bring people that have been deplatformed back on? Did your Web3 mind go, this is really cool. We're finally going to get crypto wallets and we have someone who can kind of lead this space properly. Um, Let me know what you think. And then maybe we can come back to Rogers. I'm just reading it now.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. definitely. Uh,
2: Yeah, I mean – I feel like my opinion on it hasn't changed. I think the only reason Elon Musk is doing this is because it's somehow remotely related to what he can do for Tesla. I think he he ended up saying something like that a day ago, a couple of days ago. When I agree. The, the whole thing is like he's going to use Twitter and creates. I think he called it an everything app, like app, yeah. or, or something like that. It that was always my thought that. Twitter was somehow going to be incorporated into Tesla vehicles as some kind of entertainment gen- engine or something, so that either like if you're stuck in traffic or you're waiting for the, for the vehicle to to charge up because not everybody has those fast charges.
0: You know, Interesting.
2: You, uh-huh. You've got something to do. Um, That's more than, than just <laughs> watching Netflix <laughs> movies right? or something that he Tesla doesn't have to pay for outright and spend millions of dollars to to host uh but grant i i really like what you were saying about there being some kind of um threshold for 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 influence yeah as you guys were talking i was like i was thinking to myself i, I might just let the the american guys talk about america's problems <laughs> <laughs>
1: Jay, 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 if you let the American guys talk about America's problems, America's going to continue to slide into the abyss of dystopia. So we really need other people to come over our house party and be like, well, that's not good. That's really (laughs) not good. That was the indigenous view. We'll just let these white guys do whatever they're doing. Meanwhile, Meanwhile... (laughs) Jay, we need you to step in.
2: We need you to step in (laughs) here. All right. Interfere. (laughs) Please. Somebody has to. (laughs) Mm
1: -hmm.
2: No, I... I get you for, I think that that whole thing about like setting up a threshold is, is something that that's, that's kind of cool. Safe. Uh, yeah.
1: poor Grant. Grant's going to have a fun Saturday. It's before <laughs> seven and he's already gotten a fight with his wife on streaming live. <laughs>
0: <global>. <laughs> no, but go ahead. So like this threshold though, like what about that? And, and what reasonable, because I'm all for. I, I, I guess what I defend on is I personally am very ambitious. And I know that when I achieve, I will achieve with the permission of the public that I serve. And so as I serve the public, they will empower me. Elon has no power if it weren't for me and you and all of us. And so, but oh, I do get, and I don't know who told the anecdote, But there used to be an indigenous tribe that once someone became king, they served their term as king. And once they were no longer king, they were basically killed, beheaded, murdered willingly because they knew they knew that that power goes with them. And there was something darkly noble about that, of these limitations on people of influence. And I agree with Roger from a free speech. If I want to say what I want to say then I have to let you say what you want to say. I absolutely believe that. But I believe that if you're a dumbass, that I I also want to hear you say that in the court of public opinion because I want it to be revealed how much of a dumbass you are. And when we're talking about social media and like the potential for extremes and stuff, like that will have its day and that will affect that business. But what would be a reasonable approach to thresholds? Uh, okay, this is the point where it's just too much and now I'm going to choose to start hating you or, or becoming skeptical about you just because of your status. Like what it like how do we get there?
1: I I don't think we actually get to a threshold. I just think it's too ridiculous and no one's going to decide on it. I just think what happens is the market will tell us. I don't think Twitter will be around in the in the in the power that it has in 10 years. I just think something else is going to come out. I mean I agree. It's like Facebook was rocking in 2012, 2013. Instagram came along and took it over. And then Facebook bought Instagram for I think a Billy. Um, YouTube felt like they were untouchable in the video. TikTok came along and said, Nope, we're gonna change the way everyone thinks about social media by making videos. Now Vine had done videos for six seconds and TikTok was like, Look, well, we'll do one minute videos. So I, I just think nothing is safe. This is where where our conversation could kind of go back to blue sky. I do think things in the future, cryptocurrency is going to be the liquid with which the internet sits upon and, and everything is transacted. Yeah. And those who aren't into that are going to die. Those who do it right are going to survive, whether they grandfather it in or they start something new and they build from that, which is maybe what Blue Sky is doing. So now mm-hmm. I'm going a little bit back into crypto, a little bit back into Web3, a little bit back into blockchain. Please. But I just think that the market in the end is just going to tell us what's up. You know, the other I believe thing is, that's
0: what I believe. I believe
1: that. Yeah. The other thing is the internet's super siloed, right? Like I don't follow Trump. The only time I hear, we ever hear about Trump's tweets is literally on CNN when they would put it up. So like, I do think the media has a lot to play in social media. The media
0: um, is responsible. The media
1: has a lot to play with how social media is perceived. Um, if you stop giving Kanye a mic, he becomes quieter. If you don't follow him, he becomes quieter. If yeah. a tree falls in the forest, does it make a sound if no one's around, right? Now, the real answer is, can we stop looking at Kanye? Can we stop looking at Trump? Can we stop looking at Elon, right? Um, Allison says, I agree. Twitter has a time and place, and this is potentially the game changer. Um, so yeah, w- I mean, we're going to see what happens. I think, Jay, if Elon is trying to use Twitter like you're saying, once people realize it's just this like, back door into keeping uh, everyone while they're charging their Teslas kind of occupied, I think it, I think it looks different.
0: So let's let's tie this to crypto real quick. So, and and I did wanna call a few things out real quick. Roger had a quick comment here. Remember, yay rocks with Elon and Trump. Something interesting is working in the background. I heard Kanye say Elon's one of the smartest men on the planet and Biden does not listen or talk to him, which was in his other comment. And then Iraq, a gentleman from Iraq said, hey, watching you guys, hope you have a great day. And if we're talking about America's problems, this has been an American centric show of like, what affects what? And when Jarrett, you're pointing out oppression throughout the world, or you're pointing out people that have experienced varying degrees of oppression through different regimes, we do need to talk about like, okay, what is the threshold for free speech and holding leadership accountable? I do think we still need to refer to America from this regard because at least in origination, we were very super intentional about making sure we didn't have a king, right? And that was the idea that there was no one at that level of power that could influence everyone which was like, uh, like in our cultural DNA. And so I think what we're seeing now is now our kings are these influencers. And there is a, a warning of let's be careful at least. And so if Marissa came along, and as, she, as we did wind, wind up the conversation last night and say, I just think we should not inherently trust people of great power, whatever that threshold is, Jay. We should be careful with it. But here's what I think, and I wanna tie this back to what Allison is saying here, about having a time, and what you're saying, when you came on, and in the very first ten minutes of the show, everyone should go back and watch it. We were talking about Soul Tokens, and what Jack Dorsey is doing with um, uh, Blue, Blue Sky. Sky, and Blue Sky is the, basically the foundation of what Soul Token has promised on. You control your privacy. You control your data. You basically have, you know, a piece of blockchain tagged to you that has everything from sexual preference, political preference, location in the world, all of your shopping histories in the past or whatever that may be. And and a company like Twitter or a company like Reddit or a company like Instagram will allow you to attach your wallet. They'll have their own wallets, as Jarrett was saying, and you'll come in and drop your, your MetaMask and it will prompt, do you want advertisers to serve you up information on politics, gender, fitness? And I'll go, no politics, no gender, fitness. And then those advertisers can advertise to me and I may or may not get tokenization out of that or I might pay that platform. And so that's like a web three approach to social media, which I believe Jack Dorsey is really pushing forward with the AT protocol. And Jay, I wanna hear your input on some of this. My point is, oh no, go ahead. Let me even finish this thought real quick. My point is, is that Twitter has a time and place at that moment when we control our data, we will pick platforms based on personality. Right now, Elon has played the right game to grow all of his companies and now probably grow Twitter, but benefit all of his other entities. He's playing the personality, the meme Lord, and he's super funny to some people and really weird to others, but he's not ignorable. You can't ignore the guy. And so he's played that marketing game, but in a world where we have kind of a soul token or a, a blue sky sort of avatar that we control. I think that is when these true colors reveal themselves and will gravitate towards the platforms that give us the most amount of control. Hand the mic to you, Jay. What are your thoughts there?
2: I'm looking at the Twitter, the uh, Jack Dorsey blue sky thing. Yeah. I, I think maybe where I want to start is please go, go back to that conversation around. Um, influence. Like, how much influence do you need to sort of set yourself apart and, and have different laws apply to you? Yeah, like I think it makes me remember that whole thing about you know earlier this year, Facebook's market cap fell below six hundred million dollars, mm-hmm. which, which six hundred million dollars is a lot, but there are lots of companies, you know, at at that precipice of like $500, $600 dollars. And what ends up happening? Your market cap falls that low, uh, you basically escape all of the like the the antitrust legislation and and all of that. Interesting. Yeah, and so a lot of people are saying that this whole phase that Facebook is going through, where they're like, "We're going to change our name to Meta, we're going to go dive deep into the metaverse and do all that stuff," that you know ends up suppressing the price of their stock because they're spending billions and billions of dollars on this thing it's all like part of this major plan to really just skirt by these regulations and allow for them to still have, basically have the the type of influence that 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 they you know have have continued that, that they've had for over a decade and Interesting. So, so i really like like what you're saying there. like maybe the the threshold shouldn't be based on wealth Maybe it should be based on influence, like wealth and dollars and the amount of dollars that you have, and as important as the amount of influence that you have. You know, like when I think back to that whole thing, like, oh, uh, well, you know, we were talking about conspiracies. Think back to that whole thing about Pizzagate, about that one. Yes. Walking into the, the pizzeria with, with yeah. the gun or whatever, thinking that there was some kind of illegal things happening there. I don't think he was told to do that by any well, I agree. People, you you know? agree. It, it was, it was people with a thousand followers, 10,000 followers, maybe a hundred thousand followers who were like, who set that person in that direction. And then multiple other people who, who thought that same thing. And some maybe you recognizing that society as a whole has gotten to this place where you don't need to be rich, um, and powerful in order to, to have some authority and enough influence to, to, cause some kind of reaction but then the other thing that i think about too is if we take this back to first principles like blockchain first principles yeah the whole thing about being on the blockchain at least in 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 my recollection the way that i understood it is so that you could have some type of personal authority like like you didn't have a government or centralized system that's like Butting in and telling you, hey, you can't do this. And you can't do that. You can't send your money here. You know, you got to pay this fee, you know? Yeah. And so like, you know, being not crypto bars, how how do you reconcile the mm. need to, um, to, to have some control over, over how people use their influence, but then yeah. still have blockchain first principles where you should be able to to do the things that are important to you
0: go ahead jared you got a thought there because uh, yeah yeah
2: yeah actually jay jay just totally jay
1: put the conversation in a cooler honestly direction but i i just think jay's spot on i like roger's question you know who's more powerful a man with money a man with influence or person with money or person with influence and i think society is showing us that like you could be super rich but have no cultural influence right Charlie Munger's super rich. He comes out and talks shit about Bitcoin. I'm like, okay, no one cares about you, dude. You're super old. You're out of touch. You're yeah. just not with, like, you have no social currency. However, there could be someone who's 25 years old, who's been around crypto since they were 18, is a developer, and who's maybe not as wealthy as Charlie Munger, but culturally a lot more relevant and therefore has more social care- currency and therefore has a greater influence. So I think you can have money. That doesn't mean you have influence in the world we live in. And I, and I think you can have influence that honestly is eventually going to lead to money or power in one way. So really attention is the new oil. And that's something that Hormozy spoke about that we shared and we talked about off mic. Um, roger says the change in in guard is now the people with power and influence is going to run the world and now not just the money guys and that's exactly what we've we've been kind of saying but i love what jay's proposing about the blockchain the blockchain you know i think the blockchain for me when i think about it on this kind of like larger scope is just going to make everything so transparent when i was talking with george uh, Mosomi the other day he was on more than blockchain and we were talking he's in kenya and he basically had this long thing about what he wants for the blockchain, which was his super diplomatic way of saying, I want to cut down on corruption in Africa. I want to cut down on corruption in Kenya. I want to cut down on political corruption in Kenya, in Eastern Africa, in Africa as a whole, in the world. And for me, as someone who spent a lot of time in Guatemala and Colombia, countries that are rife with corruption, um, and I say in the episode two, the United States has corruption too. We just it's legal, right? Um yeah. and so I would just want to politicians. Polite. Yeah, where the politicians are getting, you know, all their money, all their money. I want to see in real time the stock moves they're making. You know, um, some politicians have gotten so wealthy that you couldn't have gotten in the time in office with yeah. a two hundred thousand dollars salary unless you knew something was going to happen. Yeah. Unless you are taking money from the big industries, and as Roger was saying early, the corporate interests in politics cannot be understated um but jay i'm I'm not sure if i totally grasp what you're saying are Are you saying how is the blockchain you know we want the blockchain for these things but how is it going to reconcile our desire and want for other things and what are those other things can you say that in a different way i don't know if i grasped it
2: fully mm. yeah it, it's like um what, what do you call those things where they they, it, they almost seem like mutually exclusive where um Blockchain-first principles are like, I should be able to do what I want with the money that I have. I shouldn't be able to face censorship. You know, I should be able to say what I want and and it live forever. Nobody should be able to deplatform me, that kind of thing. But then at the same time, recognizing that there are limitations to that because eventually you can get to the place where you have so much influence that, you know, just sort of like, send the 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 country or the world into chaos and and anarchy so like what's the balance between um freedom of speech and the right to do what you want on the blockchain but then still recognizing that there are lots of people who are influential and, and can be pushed in a direction that's detrimental to us
1: that's a super interesting question because i don't think like let's just play this out everyone's on blockchain and twitter has crypto native uh you know, tied into it. So Kanye, uh, Alex Jones comes out, says what he says about the schools. Twitter says you can't do that. I just think he then gets kicked off Twitter. He can still use, no one's taking his money. They're just shutting down that avenue where he can then exchange that money. He could go onto Instagram and still be able to exchange it. He could go onto Facebook. That's there. I think he still has the ability to exchange it. I just think he may lose his influential sphere from a certain platform, if that makes sense. I don't think anyone's saying he can't exchange it. He's just not allowed to exchange it in that place, if that makes sense, which is a total form of censorship. But I don't think it's as extreme. I think that there's a, there's a happy medium there. But that's a really interesting question, though. So
0: I believe that there will be a censorship blockchain, a censorship protocol, and the companies or the groups, let's say, let's say every company in the future is a DAO. Let's just say that that idealistic future occurs, and let's say Alex Jones uh, says what he says, and the families set up a, a red flag. But someone should be able to do what they want with their verbiage, yes. But the fear of ostracization, being ostracized by the tribe, uh, let alone having to pay, you know, a billion dollar penalty fee or something like this, but. There should at minimum be the fear of being ostracized. I believe that, you know, maybe it's blue sky or maybe something like it will say, okay, we've actually looked at how the censorship protocol functions and how that vote is made. And we've decided to incorporate that in our blockchain. So if Alex Jones drifts over to blue sky, his account, his, his ledger is vetted against a censorship protocol. Now, not everyone needs it. And and what I think you'll see, Alison, <laughs> that's quite idealistic. Yes, yeah, I'm just painting, Allison, the, ex- I'm just painting I, I, the extreme. I
1: agree, I think Grant got up this morning and I don't know, he was thinking <laughs> a
0: different world was gonna happen today, fighting with his wife, thinking everyone's gonna be a Dow. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> but, but the idea is this, I think you'll actually see the same mechanism though, it will just be done on a web three decentralized thing and the individuals will feel like they've had more agency. And the invention of let's say Blue Sky, that will exist because we volunteer to be a part of that because of the idealism and the technology behind it. And we go, no, we love that we're flipping the script on advertisers. Now, how do we flip the script on censorship? And Jay, to your point about how do we find equilibrium? I believe equilibrium is a fool's errand. I don't believe there is any such thing as stasis in any species on any evidence anywhere, even though entropy continues to happen universally and even within our species, entropy continues to happen. In the end, human will seeks to resist entropy. Uh, So just like we have economic cycles and we're talking about recessions, bull markets, bear markets, we also have legal cycles. Cycles when law is actually effective and and then new technologies come along, new frontiers occur, we're not ready for them and then shit happens. And then when shit happens, then new laws come out to handle that. And it's a flawed laws are, are have a gap. And yes, unfortunately the wealthy or the technologically advanced are always are in, operating that like neutral zone where they can do what the F they want because they can always stay ahead of the legal curve. But eventually for the bulk of us, I don't seek equilibrium, I seek what is next. Because what is next and being a part of what is next mm-hmm. And this is, this was the basis of my argument with Marissa is how do we redirect our energies to what matters? Because what matters in a web three world where we have a soul token, you know why, you know, the risk to the soul token, what do you think is the number one risk to something like at protocol or soul token working personal responsibility, just like taking control of your DeFi, It takes a lot of responsibility to manage your own money and make sure you're getting your own returns. It takes a lot of responsibility to figure out how to make this stupid ledger work and make sure that it always works and making sure that I'm getting money for it and now better returns and now I've gotta get actively involved and damn, I thought this was supposed to be easier. No, it only promised agency. And similarly, when now we're in control of our data, there's gonna be an enormous amount of responsibility to make these decisions. So all I'm saying, and for example, with my argument with Marissa, actually she made great arguments, just my reference point is, What do I need to encourage people in casual conversation? To hate Elon, to limit Elon, or to step up their personal accountability? And my mission is to, go ahead, go ahead. Yeah, no, Grant, I I think you're spot on. I just think no one, there are very few
1: people on the planet that have radical self-responsibility. You're right. And that's why there's a lot of people on the planet that really don't like crypto. If they have to actually describe why they don't like crypto, it's because they're looking in the mirror and they don't want to actually have to be in control of their economic destiny. They want to be able to call a bank and complain and talk to the manager. They want to be able to call their credit card company and say, Hey, I don't know how this happened. And I'm going to share something on air that I didn't think I was going to share, but there's a lot of scams out there. And I have an LLC and somebody took out a PPP loan for $20,000 against my LLC. So I'm going through it right now. I didn't know this. I will not pay any of that money because none of it ever touched any of my accounts that are tied to my social security number, but it is tied to my EIN. They took out a bank loan at a bank that I do not use, that I have never used, nor have I ever signed up for. Took out twenty thousand uh, dollars and against my LLC. So you know when this is the this is the reason why people don't do entrepreneurship. This is the reason why I think people are crypto averse as it is right now is because you need radical self responsibility to yeah. be able to get these things done. the yeah. The path to freedom is discipline, and the second yes. you understand oh. that. Everything Mm. becomes clear, but a lot of people don't want to do that, right? So I think it becomes really difficult. Um, Roger has posed a question here, but I would propose that we leave that till the next time. And we should probably pick this up because I don't think we've necessarily talked fully about any of this uh, i don't think we've come to a good conclusion point so maybe we can pick this no. up on tuesday because i think that these things need to be discussed elon gotta, Twitter, discuss free gotta discuss it free speech how would blockchain play with free speech how does this work um because i think allison leaves us with a great point but i would propose that we leave it because we are over time so sure. i'm gonna start with my shout out <laughs> is to everyone who's added their opinion here um alice thank you roger who yeah. else has been, has been pretty active in here? The gentleman uh, the, from Iraq. The gentleman in. from Iraq. Uh, your wife, I hope that she has you make <laughs> breakfast and do the dishes. Um, so, you know, it's good to see everyone here. Jessica Ojeda was on a little bit earlier. I'm just going through yep. the comments. Thanks, everyone, for getting up with us. This is a good conversation. Uh, Jay, you got any shout-outs? I know I'm putting you on the spot again, Jay.
2: <laughs> yeah, sh- shout Shout-out to Jay's I'll- alarm clock. Shout yeah that's yeah. a jay's meditative state that's not I'm sleeping gotta, but he is laying down i promise you i'm just lying down i wasn't asleep I, <laughs> I gotta figure out the alarm clock thing i thought i i'm up at i was up at 1 a.m and i thought about it. i'm like oh i gotta be up at 6 a.m okay let me remember that and then i woke up at 5 a.m and forgot why i needed to wake up oh so but shout, shout out to you boys um this has been a pretty interesting conversation i feel like our conversations have gotten a lot more nuanced lately yeah Yeah, and uh, like like as usual this hour just sort of flew by i looked up and realized it was like 50 we've been talking for like 58 minutes so
0: it's important conversations uh not just to americans but because because these influence though it's an american company this influence touches a lot of part of the world my shout out is to marissa here it begins. Here it
1: begins. <laughs> like you can already see him. like, maybe the I was wrong.
0: World. I was wrong. No. Because you were no. right. No. Because. <laughs> for participating today and, uh, and listening to the show and, and for you guys, for getting Marissa's back on her point, I, I enjoyed that. I do think we need contending views, though, not to win one or the other, but for the dynamic tension to find the middle path. Because I do think all all of these concerns are concerns of a public that's affected by these things and has been from long ago to January 6th to yesterday when Elon took over. We're all affected by these things in different ways and what will be our course of action. So that's my shout out. Jared, take us home, man. Uh, yeah,
1: follow us on YouTube, LinkedIn, and Twitter at NotCryptoBros. We go live every Tuesday at 3.30 p.m. Eastern time and every Saturday at 6.30 a.m., Eastern time for small business Saturday that today turned into a diatribe about free speech. So go ahead, follow (laughs) us on those platforms and we'll
0: see you soon. Have a great one, you guys. Take care. Peace out.